This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Let's talk more now about a story you've been hearing about in the news over the last 24 hours or so. It has to do with a murder that happened back in 2017, and the person who has been charged in this has now been found and arrested down in the United States. So let's get an update on the whole story from Sarah McDonald, our global news reporter who has been covering this. Sarah, thanks so much for joining us. Hi, Simi. Thanks for having me. Okay, so tell me about the original case here. When was this murder? What happened? So a lot of our viewers and our listeners will likely remember this case that first made Brandon Teixeira a fugitive, essentially. So it was in 2017 in South Surrey, a really nice neighborhood of South Surrey, a cul-de-sac neighborhood. Um, we now know a lot more details about the actual crime and the allegations dating back to that night on October 23rd, 2017. But essentially what happened and what a lot of people will remember would be the morning traffic jams the following morning because... Uh, Allegedly, Teixeira uh, shot and killed uh, an associate of his, uh, Nicholas Cabra, and then allegedly his girlfriend as well, who was injured, and she actually drove away, and she drove the wrong way up the highway. So that caused a, a lot of backups that morning. Um, and it was obviously a big news story at the time, a big news story uh, for the days to come following it. But then Teixeira sort of went underground. He was the main suspect in this case. He's been charged with first-degree murder. Um, but up until Sunday, so more than two years after that night, um, authorities in both Canada and the United States could not track him down. And we now know they did uh, on Sunday in Oroville, California. Okay, so has that extradition process then begun? It has begun, and here's the interesting part, and it kind of speaks to the differences in justice systems, but we spoke uh, with Teixeira's uh, court-appointed attorney yesterday in Sacramento, so we know that Teixeira, Teixeira rather, uh, is in Sacramento County Jail. Um, he has requested and asked to be um, extradited back to Canada as quickly as possible, really? So, which kind of speaks to the differences um, in our justice systems, because keep in mind, he is facing a first-degree murder charge back here in B.C., the property and the house that he was found in uh, outside of Oroville in California, a very remote property, um, a ton of narcotics were found inside that house uh, where Teixeira was arrested. Another man from New York was arrested. He's now uh, being booked on a bunch of drug charges and also with harboring a wanted felon. Uh, so this is likely an associate of Teixeira's, as we know. Uh, heroin, opiates, marijuana, all found inside that building. So what we can likely presume by his request to be returned to BC as soon as possible, in the words of his attorney, uh, is he's he's dodged any sort of drug-related charges huh. south of the border in the United States, and he's basically saying, bring me back to BC, I, I will face this first-degree murder charge. Because right now the DA uh, in California and in Butte County, which is where this all played out, is saying we're gonna we're gonna ship him back to Canada because they have a solid case on first degree murder there. We're not gonna tie up the process of extraditing him with laying these extra charges that potentially they could because of what they found on the property. Okay, interesting. And that was quite a big raid on that property too, wasn't it? 
from the sounds of things from American officials, it was also very dramatic yeah. uh, and violent. And, and from what we understand from American officials, Teixeira uh, essentially, allegedly tried to evade officers again. So it sounds as though they'd been staking out this property. It's really in the middle of nowhere. It's on a, a dirt road called, ironically, Weedy Way, because uh, there was quite a bit of marijuana allegedly found inside the house as well. Uh, we are told by law enforcement officials that it was only the house that Teixeira was found in and one other house basically for for miles. And the closest grocery store was about a 30-minute drive away. So just to give you an idea of how remote this area is that obviously he had been hiding out in for quite some time, uh, we do know there was, I think it was 40 pounds of heroin, 26 pounds wow. of marijuana, uh, more than a 1,000 opiate-related pills, um, Oxycontin right. products, Percocet, stuff like that. Um, but actually when... Officers tell us when they went, moved into arrest to Shara, he did not go down without a fight. As we now know, he actually uh, got into his vehicle and attempted to drive away. And we've seen photos of the video of the the vehicle uh, that's still outside the house, uh, the property uh, southeast of Oroville Unreal. tonight. It's just it's completely banged up because we now know that he crashed into several SWAT vehicles, uh, armored vehicles that basically had to box him in so officers could arrest him. But they described it to us as dynamic and violent. And then in the past 48 hours, we've gotten a better idea from American officials uh, down in Butte County just how dramatic it really was. And the fact that their officers were also felt like they were potentially a danger uh, during wow. the whole operation. So Teixeira was ultimately brought down by a police canine as he tried to flee on foot after his vehicle was obviously incapacitated by these massive SWAT vehicles that had cornered it in. Right. And I understand that there's been some kind of extradition documents that have been released that tells us a bit more about what happened in the original murder case. And that's the really interesting part because we, there's been a lot of curiosity surrounding the case itself, the 2017 case, and also a lot of questions. Uh, I know within our newsroom and within, you know, other conversations we've had as well, there's been so much focus on arresting Brandon Teixeira. He's been one of the provinces, one of the country's most wanted fugitives for more than two years at the time of his arrest. But he, the question on our end here that we are looking into is why was the focus on Teixeira? Of course, he is an accused killer. Uh, we know that he shot, allegedly shot and killed uh, one person and allegedly shot and wounded another person. Uh, but we've seen, you know, crimes like that, allegedly gang-related, targeted crimes like that in this province before. We're now getting a better idea of just what the allegations are from these extradition documents right. that have been filed in court in Sacramento. Uh, some really chilling details, Simi, that we reported last night uh, on Global News. Uh, you know, his alleged victim, Nicholas Cabra, was actually a friend of his. He was an associate of his. And we now know that, uh, according to witnesses that were on scene that night, Nicholas Cabra had a $160,000 bounty on Whoa. his head. Yeah, and we also found out from these documents that Cabra Teixeira were associates. They were friends. They had apparently been uh, fired on in another separate shooting uh, shortly before the incident on October 23rd, 2017. And apparently, according to those court documents, Teixeira believed uh, that he had been set up by Nicholas Cabra uh, as a target. So this is according to the witnesses that have spoken to police during the course of their investigation. And they also told police, according to these court documents, that 
Teixeira felt like he had been set up as a target. Right. So he basically arranged to meet up with Nicholas Caber the following night uh, under the guise of buying fireworks. And of course, we know that obviously didn't happen. And we know that Nicholas Cabra uh, was shot multiple times that night uh, and subsequently died. Oh, boy. This case, I tell you. And you know what? I do yeah. remember that when that happened. And I'm sure other people do as well. Sarah, thank you so much for your time. All right. Thanks for having me, Simi. Thanks for describing that. Yeah, Sarah McDonald, our global news reporter who's been covering this story. You probably remember this back October 23rd, 2017, the shooting death, this man named Nicholas Cabra in Surrey. It kind of shut down that whole neighborhood. There was all these questions at the time about like what happened, how serious is this? And now uh, an arrest in the United States that has provided some developments on this front. You'll hear more on global news. So stay tuned for that.